Today's episode is presented by Clark's. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. At the time, it was groundbreaking, a combination of invention and craftsmanship that remained at the heart of what Clark's does. From the very beginning, Clark's has always thought differently. Brilliant ideas are what set Clark's apart. We are teaming up with Clark's and Pago to bring you up to 30% off on selected items, including the Iconics Clark Desert Boot by going to pago.co slash Clark's. That's pago.co slash Clark's. No, you good. WWE Fastlane is upon us. Is it books, I should say. And we're going to bring the superior wrestling intellect as we discuss this. Coming up on the Wrestling Realm Now. Houston, we have a problem. Yes! Welcome to the wrestling realm. Now I am Brian H. Waters, and I'm with the remarkable, the impeccable, the real Dwayne Allen. Bro, how you feeling? Not too bad, brother. What's cracking? That's my cue to come in and say stuff. <laughs> you know, good man. You know, I've been waiting for this all day. To be honest with you, I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be real. I've been waiting mm-hmm. more for the post show than Fastlane. I enjoyed Fastlane, but okay, knowing that I was gonna be back on here with my brother. <laughs> it's WrestleMania season, baby. Let's get it. You know, yeah, that's, um, that's where, the, that's where the conversation gets good. I mean, when you really think about it, 10 years ago, this is when we met during WrestleMania season, leading mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. to WrestleMania 27. And now we get ready going to WrestleMania 37. At the time, there was no fast lane. Now they done threw this in the bunch. And you know what? It's been a lot of people talking, all this other stuff, and like, man, fast lane, it was this, this, that, and the other, yada, yada. So, we come here to do what we do, and that's educate. But before we do that, I want to make sure to remind you guys to subscribe to the channel right now. I promise you'll be entertained. Make sure if you're on the podcast applications, download it on Apple. Go ahead, drop a five-star rating. And if you're on other ones, hit the follow button and tell us that you did. And guess what? Leave a review so that I can tell you and give you a shout-out because Apple don't notify me. So... As Steve Harvey would say, now that we got that out of the way, WWE Fastlane, the pre-show or kickoff show, it was a United States Championship match. Mustafa Ali coming out with Retribution, going against Matt Riddle. This was a match that I know you wasn't really rocking with. Like, now you gonna say you wasn't rocking with, but it was just like, eh, it's there. Eh. <laughs> 
Well, look, I got I got notes, man. This is what look. This is next level stuff. Look at that. This is an envelope. There's notes on it. You can't <laughs> see it, but these are my notes. I see. So, see, I just don't type mine. You did what? I I, I type mine. I type mine in the oh, computer. Yeah. On my- <laughs> I was in the I was in the car trying to watch the stuff. Like it's it's okay though, because I'm I'm prepared, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, pre-show. Wait, where you go there? Did you watch it on WWE Network or did you watch it on Peacock? I watched it on WWE Network, and I got mad because they tried to trick me into making me think that I had to watch it on Peacock. I said, hold, 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 hold. They're like, oh, you got to switch to Peacock now. I'm like, no, I don't. And then it was like, oh, but if you press the sign-in button, it says, oh, sign in here for WWE Network. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> when I'm right, ready, that's ahead. when I'll go. <laughs> okay, so so originally, like I said, you got the kickoff show. was um, Ali and Riddle, you know, the whole dynamic between Retribution and riddle I, uh initially i wasn't too um invested i guess in this in this in this match or the idea the concept of whatever you got going on but i will say this let me check my notes because i got notes <laughs> i was thoroughly i was thoroughly impressed with these two honestly these guys have really good chemistry in the ring together riddle and mustafa ali man i was like whoa wait a minute i said these guys kind of got something here in the ring uh that two guys that are known to being some of the younger best in-ring workers <clears throat> you know kind of on the roster right now initially i was really not interested but i it, it, they changed my mind about a lot of different things they really really did like i said i'm not big fans of either one of them but i mean i would never take away from what they bring to the table or what they can actually do and then the finish of the match was probably the most important part with this the uh the dissolving of retribution which that's how you do a finish is, I mean, it's exciting because now you have all this young talent that we've been exposed to. They're going to get a fresh start one way or another, whether they end up back in NXT or they kind of take this time to transform into something new. They've done their job in regards to trying to exposing, exposing these new guys to the, to the roster. So, um, yeah, I was, I was totally impressed. What, what, what was your plan? I know a lot of people aren't big on, you know, Riddle and that, the whole retribution thing, but when you're talking about just what they did in the ring tonight, I was like, okay. You gentlemen have my attention. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, this one was I was uh, glued to the TV. I'm gonna be straight up because I got on the bike. You know, I just got a bike to get in shape. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna oh, watch okay. this. As long as this match takes, that's gonna be my time. So it was about 22 minutes between the finish and the after effects. Um, okay, but I, I enjoyed the wrestling match for what it was. Um, they took me on a ride because at first, a few times, I thought Ali was gonna win. Now I'm sitting there. And I'm paying attention okay. to the small details. One of the things I noticed was that right. T-Bar and the other gentlemen, they kept whispering to each other, right? And I said, okay, so yeah, either... The Mesa Slapjack, which one is it? Yeah, <laughs> right. And I'm saying, like, <laughs> all right, so they're whispering. Maybe they, you know, preparing their, you know, looking for their way in, right? In case right. Ali gets in trouble, this is where they're going to jump in the match and get, you know... Make sure right. he walks away the championship. Now, when he doesn't, when he scores the, uh, when Riddle gets the, you know, hits his finish off the top rope, I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, y'all four out there, three or four out there, y'all supposed to jump in and stop this. They didn't. Next thing you know, Ali gets upset. And I'm like, he has every right to because mm-hmm. what's your, what is your purpose? He's sitting up here bringing you literally from the dirt <laughs> to the glory and you guys didn't help him walk away with the championship. So then he gets in um, Reckoning's face. 
And, and you know, just paying attention to small details on social media, we all know who Racking it is. Um, right. she, she did a split image. I'm like, huh? You know, before she was on Twitter as two different accounts, but Racking it was like the evil twin. And mm-hmm. it's almost like okay, now this evil twin is starting to like, you know, kind of find its way. Okay. I watched, that. and then when when she left, I said, "Oh, they about to break them up," and I'm like. Okay, I, now this makes it interesting because what's going to happen on Raw? How does Ali? How does he come out? What does he have to say? And how does they? How do he bounce back from this? And this is what you're supposed to do: the cliffhanger for Monday Night Raw, the very first match on Peacock. As far as the pay per view, they've already did. They got you hooked. They got gave you a little cliffhanger. So now you go tune in the USA. Yeah, I mean that. I, I say it over and over again, and, and I really, really mean it. Like I said, at this point in my life, in the in me watching professional wrestling, it's to me. So you got to tell me a good story. Mm-hmm. You got to tell me something to keep me hooked because it's you know it's, it's entertainment, but it's like we, we've seen almost everything. It's not too many things that we have not seen, but you know this is they they gave me something that I went into this situation not really invested. To now I'm interested, you know, and I really haven't. There's nothing that Riddle has done in the WWE up to this point. To really keep my attention, but now I'm I'm kind of curious, and and for another very specific reason that we'll get to later on. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, speaking of women, as we saw, you know, we we would go into the opening contest of the you know the full pay per view, the tag team championship, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks challenging Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for mm-hmm. the women's tag titles. Now, when Nia and Shayna beat Bailey and Sasha, I said it was going to be hard for anybody to get those titles off of. I said, like, just just the eye test, right? (laughs) If you just look at the eye, who's beating those two ladies? Um, Maybe Tamina and Natalia, because you can do a, 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 you know, a Samoan Samoan where I'm smarter than you. I've been doing this longer than you with Tamina and Natalia. You know, she's She's a, she's trained in the dungeon, right? But other than mm-hmm. that, and, and this is me stretching, obviously. But okay, you know, um, I, I love the way and I know a lot of people are like, wait, they just had their tag team title shot. Why are they even in this match again? To right. me, this makes sense because you got to in three weeks, you have to turn somebody on the other, right? With Sasha and right. um Bianca, there's not going to be this love fest for life. Let's just call for what it is. They're not going to mm-hmm. go in. You know, even Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels had an issue, sort of. You know, yeah, it was a respect thing, but Bret Hart was like, look, I'm still here. I just mm-hmm. want a championship. You guys keep flirting and flaunting this boy toy. Like, no, right. I want my kids, you know. Bianca yeah. going out there, she picks up. I mean, you know, Reginald gets involved, and you saw on SmackDown, Sasha, she kept telling Sasha, like, I'm not going to help you. And she did. And then Sasha didn't come out to help her. So there's another thing. Sasha's playing these mind games. And in the end, it was it was the slap heard around the world after they lost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I think the biggest thing I took away from that was once again, the storytelling is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Wait, you got to keep in context what Fastlane was really about. Fastlane is the go-home show to tie the loose ends, to add whatever pieces in between to, to, to further your story along. 
So when you go to the big dance in WrestleMania, you can everything that you see out there will make sense. Because you think about it, WrestleMania always got the biggest build-up packages. It's always these long, drawn-out, you know, ways of telling the story about what happened, how we get to this point. You know, you're gonna have a big audience at WrestleMania, people watching at home, and then you're gonna have people there in the building. So the second takeaway I took of this is that Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks chemistry also is off the charts. I'm watching this match, right? Yeah, because I know a few things. I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. <laughs> I know this isn't supposed to last long because this is just, you know, the 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 next the next chapter in this bigger story. But I'm watching them work in the ring. I said, wait a minute, they they could have fooled me. They could look like a new tag team right now. Mm-hmm. I thought Sasha Banks and Bailey had that type of chemistry. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair work really, really well together. I was like, yep. man. And then it's such a fun dynamic because you go against there's different types of um, archetypes when it comes to uh, stereotypical tag teams in professional wrestling. And then now you have you have this other stereotypical uh, type in another. It's the it's the champion versus the challenger that end up being tag team uh, tag team partners for a period that they go up the tag titles. We saw it with Austin and Undertaker before and before uh, SummerSlam '98. Then you have the odd couple where the, the two tags, they, they were beefing at first, they don't get along, but then they found this mutual respect and they became a really successful tag team. We saw it with them too. We saw it with Cesaro and uh, Sheamus. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, we, you know we, we've seen it a thousand times. We see it with Yokozuna and, and Owen Hart. You know what I mean? It's that, that's the odd couple. But they have yep. been as dysfunctional as they are, they have found success and they are very dominant tag teams. So it's like, okay, they've been teasing this idea that we, Shayna and Nia, have not always really gotten along, but we always know that there could always be that moment where one thing goes wrong and somebody has enough and it's over. But they've been a very successful tag team, as especially as tag team champions. On the other dynamic, you have these WrestleMania opponents that are actually working really, really well together. And I mean, they just from, from the start to finish to the the uh, the finish of the match, as well as the way they use Reginald. Reginald is, is the way they use him is very, very interesting. But yet they pull it off very well because he doesn't overshadow the match. You know, a lot of times people don't want you to take away from the ladies. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. the way he is used is where he doesn't take away from the match or he doesn't distract you from all the work that they've done to put themselves over. But they just they use him strategically, and I'm like, man, once again, I've gotten two really good stories in a row because now is it a match? Clearly, it was a mistake. But Sasha Banks has made it very clear, yo, I'm the standard around here, and they're building her to be that way because you saw it on Stone Cold's uh, podcast where she told her story. You know, we saw it on some of her documentaries coming back, so on and so forth. She's like, I'm the standard around here. Like, I, you're you're the new up and coming rookie. You're the one trying to make a name for yourself. That's the story they're trying to tell. And Bianca Bell is like, look, I have this mutual respect for you. But at the end of the day, when she slapped her and got out of that ring and she chased her, she kind of got out of that first. And she said, oh, that, oh, the magic is gone. That black girl magic is over. Because now I'll see you at WrestleMania. Bravo, ladies. Bravo. Yep. Now, here's another thing, though. That's what like you I got? Said, yep, yep, yep. That's what you came <laughs> up with? You're supposed to be Mr. Main Event, Brian H. Ward, as you just said. First of all, you're the connoisseur of women's wrestling. You worked in women's wrestling. And the first, and last thing you say was, yep. <laughs> no, listen, listen. So, because uh, I agree with everything you said. Like, it's not, it's okay, not really you. no pushback, no need to debate, because you hit everything on the head. But one mm-hmm. of the things that I noticed, and I tweeted this, right. when she slapped her, I'm like, whoa. Now, I'm sitting there thinking from a personal standpoint, ain't nobody, ain't no way in the world somebody will just slap me and get away with it, right? right. But what made sense in this situation, because I know a lot of people didn't like that either, she 
called her a rookie a few times, but then she slapped and left. Ain't like she stood there. She uh-huh. left. And, right. and Bianca was like caught off guard like, I done done all this that I could do to show you the ultimate respect. I done called right. you the ball. I done told yeah. you. You know, it's not like I ever was a, that disrespectful like person. Yeah, I want the championship, but I've been going about it the respectful way. And for you to just slap me like that, and then you started hearing, all right, it's on now. And she played the right. WrestleMania side. It, it, great story. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of stuff that I look for. And this is the reason why we all wanted this match in the black wrestling community, the black fan community, because we knew we would get um, this type of story. And, and Sasha loves being a champion. But now here's an opportunity for her to pull somebody else up. Sure, if you and you know, I was loud, very loud. I wanted Sasha to um when Bailey took her out, I wanted her to stay away to Royal Rumble and then come back and win, right? And every uh-huh. time I every time I like booked Royal Rumble in October, or, or let's say August to October, WWE does something that just rips up the plans and just do something totally different because you know I obviously leaked, watched, wrote the script, right? But now, like right. I, I, I look back to um, Daniel Bryan, right? Right. I wanted you remember when he came back? I wanted the Miz to win the championship, and then Daniel Bryan win the Royal Rumble, get it from the Miz. I got an even better story. I got Kofi Mania. In this yeah. case, yeah. it's the same thing. I got Bianca. And Sasha, now I gotta ask you this question. I know we'll probably do some WrestleMania previews, but just okay. think I was thinking about this, right? What are the right. chances on a scale of one to ten for a reunion between Sasha and Bailey in a situation where Bailey helps Sasha keep the title and they both, you know, just decimate Bianca Belair? I mean, it's it's I mean, it's definitely possible. It's the WWE. Anything's possible. You know what I mean? Um, interesting dynamic, I must say. I'm, I'm definitely curious to see how that will work out. Uh, um, and the reason why I asked you, I mean, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura wins the World Rumble in 2018, I believe that was, right? Right. The whole time with him and AJ, that was just the beginning of what we would see during the summer. Right. So, like, why? Well, Everybody saying, oh, Bianca, Bianca, EST, Mania. I don't know. I don't know if, okay, we're going to get Bianca, and then maybe her and Sasha, you know, Sasha go away, or Sasha uh-huh. gets, you know, go steps down, and, you know, the mid-card, not mid-card, but you know what I mean. Or could it be that AJ Styles-esque Shinsuke, where they take us into a whole new ride through the summer? I mean, it's always possible. Like I said, I think, I think, I really think this is Bianca Belair's moment. She okay. has all the momentum going into WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and um, you got to remember my first take on Bianca Belair when I first saw her NXT versus when I first saw Sasha Banks. When Sasha mm-hmm. Banks first came out on NXT, I always said, "I'm not buying this boss gimmick. It does. She don't. She looks. She doesn't look the part. She doesn't sound the part. Like I, I'm not seeing it." And then Bianca Belair stepped onto the scene, and I said. Oh yeah, she's everything Sasha Banks claimed to be, uh-huh. and Sasha Banks now to me is just embodying what that character. She's been a little bit more raunchy. She's been a little bit more kind of straightforward, more mature about it. Not kind of, you know, I, not cartoonish, but I think she's being a more adult about it. I guess you can say because she's she's doing stuff. She can do certain stuff because she's not built a certain way. It doesn't look provocative. You know what I mean? What well, doesn't look trashy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when she bends over, she twerks a little bit. It doesn't look, you know what I mean? It doesn't look like, it doesn't look 
provocative in any way, shape, or form, just because she's she's the way she's built is just so it's so lean, you know what I mean? Versus mm-hmm. like, you know, if, if Nia Jax does it or somebody else, or like Naomi does it, now you have to be the dancer girl, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, you know, because sometimes women can be you know stereotyped and forced into certain stuff. Okay, well, you do a really good job of that. So now from now on, like the fuck dactyls, like you know, Trinity used to say, I don't she she didn't like it because they only thing she did want her to do is come out there and dance like a cheerleader all the time. You know, mm-hmm. like she to me, she's just embodying what that boss character because to me, she's the boss, like she's the champion, she's throwing her weight around. That's more the boss to me than all your rings and your sunglasses and, and, and your limos and all that kind of stuff. But man, I'm 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 looking forward to it. Bianca Blair has come a long way. I mean, almost in everything that she does, uh, the way she works in the ring, how she sells, the way she talks, it's very believable. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not something it doesn't seem forced, it seems natural. And that's what more could you want? It's like if your your favorite actor or actress plays a role so well, you're like, man, I, I it, it, it seems like that person. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I see them as this character. I don't feel like that this is the actor acting as this. I see them as that same thing. So that's, I think, um, WrestleMania should be uh, really good for the ladies. Yeah, definitely, definitely good for the ladies. Uh, moving on, Intercontinental Championship match. I mean, we talking stories and. To me, fast lane. Another good story, man. <laughs> Biggie, uh, he, you know, him and Apollo Cruz. <laughs> I want you to prepare yourself for some hot takes because they're coming and like okay. less than 20 seconds. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, you know, Biggie pulls off the win, but Apollo Cruz delivers a beat down. Dwayne, go. I am loving what they're doing finally with Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews is proving why he never got released out of all of the cuts that they've had over the years. Apollo Crews spent majority of his career on main event, WWE Superstars, whatever you want to call it, pre-shows, dog matches. And he's just starting to get his feet wet with the Hurt Business and to see what he has transformed to now. It's the most believable I've ever seen him since he was Uha Nation on the independence on the global scene. It's getting to the point now. I don't, I'm ha- I'm having a hard time taking Biggie seriously. I really am. Dude is he is very cartoon. He he's supposed to be being groomed into the next main event guy. And there's this idea that you have to change who you are to be there. And he's adamant, well, I'm not I don't have to be this guy or this third type to be this main event player. And that's fine, but you have to prove that. Apollo Crews shined in this match tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the only thing I didn't like about it was the finish. I don't know if the finish seemed botched or it was too early or it was too late or they were going over. But even with the finish that looked kind of sketchy, Apollo Crews saved it because he immediately attacked him. Now, I don't know if that was a plan all along, but he immediately attacked Big E in just this vicious, vicious attack. And I'm like, man, Biggie might have won this match, but I think Apollo Crews really won this war because guess what? I'm that much more interested in Apollo, and I'm just really not that concerned with Biggie. I'm just not buying him. He just is that what you want? Is that what you want? Is? I got you. I'm like, I'm just not. I'm not into it, man. I'm like, dude. Now, I, Henry, uh-huh. Mark Henry said that was the moment for him that changed his mind. Like you know, Mark Henry was one that was loud about he need to you know be a monster and he said that moment that preacher moment quote unquote was the moment that flipped him and said he was ready to pay him a sermon uh you know pay his love offering and whatnot 
That's cool, but, but that, he's not. He's not. A, he's not. A, he's not. A, he's not appreciative. That's not his thing. But I think he was more. Yeah, I get it. I think he was more so talking about the realism of the promo, right? But when you talk about this past Friday, it almost seems that he he kind of slipped back. Now, I guess to look at it from the other side, what I'm supposed to take from is that he's going to be the goofball, but if you tick him off, he's going to flip the script. That part I'm not buying. Because okay. I see that I, I'm I'm seeing that intensity through Apollo Cruz, but I'm not seeing it in Big E. So you ain't I've already seen like when he was I, beating them up, he said, This you ain't see it? I, I, I saw it, but I didn't believe it. It looked it looked phony. It looked is this what you want? Ah, I'm going like, dude, you're, you're still playing with me. You're still playing. You're still playing. You're still playing. When I seen Apollo Cruz attacking Biggie, it looked vicious. Like it looked, mm -hmm. it looked serious. Like he, he looked like he had a problem with him. And 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 even even when he sold, even in a loss, even in getting beat up, I'm like, man, I, I, Apollo Cruz is outshining this guy in this ring right now. It's like SummerSlam '92. Yeah, Brett, British Bulldog won the match, but everybody know Bret Hart got over. It for me personally, I can't speak for anybody else, but I was like, man, I'm I'm this is the most impressive I've ever been with anything Apollo Chris has ever done. So uh, give it I'm gonna I'm give it some time with Biggie. Uh because I I, I, how, much I time, how much time are you gonna give him, Mel? Tell me please that. I, I'm gonna give us I'm gonna see what happens through WrestleMania. You know, that's that's the pinnacle, that's the climax. It's either sink or swim. You know, what's so WrestleMania gonna, supposed to do for him? We gonna find out if 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 he if, he, if, he, if are we gonna see him as being the next guy? You know, he said he want that brass ring. He want to be the next face, the next champion. That's a pivotal moment. I'm starting to be disappointed. How about that? And when did you get to that point? Probably now, because it, it's there's got to be an evolution to who you are. It doesn't. You don't have. That doesn't mean a gimmick change. You know I know what, what you mean. It doesn't have to be a gimmick change. There's got to be an evolution. I'm still seeing the same old Big E with just an angrier face. And I'm just like, yo, you're not, I'm not buying it. And you ain't like, buying like it. He threw him all over the back. When he Andrew. when he cut that, when he cut when when Daniel Bryan turned heel, I believed it. You know what I mean? Okay. When yeah. when Big E came out, they cut that promo, like I got to go biblical on you. I still think you're playing. I got I just I don't I'd not Nothing made me go, oh, wow, look at Big E. Big E, to me, was more intimidating when he didn't say anything in the early years. He evolved, got involved in the New Day. He has a very big personality, jovial. Sure, I see it, but that intensity does not come off as authentic all the time. That's why when it, it takes for someone like a Paul Heyman to insult him on Talking Smack for him to start getting real. And then Paul Heyman goes, oh, yeah, that's the guy that's going to be a top guy. That's the guy that's going to make him a WrestleMania. That's the guy that's going to try. Like, but he's not that guy all the time. He's like, okay, I have to play this part. So now I'm going to go in there and, Apollo, I'm going to beat you up. I'm like, ah. Uh, I wrote down um, a question. He was on a okay. roll and didn't want to interrupt. You said Apollo Crews, um, he showed a reason why he was not released. What is it with the superstars that you see when they are on main event and they're good workers? But let's face it, there's a gazillion good workers, right? Well, maybe not a right. gazillion, but let's say hundreds of good workers. Um, and sure. there's thousands of what was it about him and what is it about certain superstars that you've noticed through the years that you always make you say that guy's going to have a job in WWE forever? 
uh, one, persistence, two, patience, and two, um, in some people's cases, it was really about, um, I don't say they were comfortable because I don't know them personally, but some people just kind of got comfortable in their spots. But he's a guy where he's too good to let go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even even the, the latest cuts, he could have easily been on that chopping block. No, yep. he wasn't. You know, I think it was a testament to how good he really It's like Cesaro, it doesn't matter how many matches he has that are not serious or not marquee or, or almost irrelevant. You never let a guy like that go. You know what I mean? And I and I always thought that Apollo Cruz was on that level, regardless of whatever situation he was in. He he's never done anything worth he's never had a bad match. You know, now unfortunately it's sports entertainment. Good matches don't really keep you around, but it's been enough for him. You know, is mm-hmm. you know, his, his athleticism, what he does in the ring, you know, his size, even though he's he's not the tallest guy in the world, but he's he's a pretty jacked up dude that can do a lot of things athletically, but now he has something that's kind of believable, something that's more authentic, something that I, for me personally, I can kind of get behind. I'm like, oh, this makes sense. And it, he's representing, you know what I mean? He's, he's putting on for the entire country, mm-hmm. you know, not the entire continent of Africa, but, but for Nigeria. He, like, his story's like, oh, my goodness. It makes sense. He's like, oh, no, I don't think you understand. He's like, mm-hmm. I, my ancestors, you know what I mean? My great-grandfather, whatever he, whatever, you know, how far back he went, he's like, was, and I was like, oh, to me, I was like, oh, he's, now know where Uha Nation came from, like yeah. he's, that's that's part of his heritage. It's authentic, you know. We always talk about the biggest, most successful guys are the guys that either themselves with the volume turned up or just authentic about how they carry themselves. Some mm-hmm. version of yourself turned all the way up, and I think we're finally getting that from Apollo Cruz. I'm 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 more interested in where this guy goes. He has the look now. He has the angle. He has kind of his approach, his mindset. It just makes sense. So Big E to me. Doesn't make sense why he's big. Why else? Tell me. What's your story? His his was the underdog. I've been behind closed doors. I've been back seating and said, okay, cool. Right. You earned your spot. I see title champion. Perfect. I think he's doing a great job with the title. But I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, now what? Right. I got you. Let me ask so, you this. Andrade, mm-hmm. real quick before we uh, take a break. Andrade released. Um, do you think doesn't fall into that Apollo Cruz where obviously he asked for his release, they said no at first, then they gave it to him. Do you think he'll regret it? Honestly, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, I will never, you know, go to bat against somebody that believes in themselves, that are willing to bet on themselves. I can't really say whether they, whether it's going to be there, there's a lot of guys that thought they were going to be superstars once they left the WWE and they fizzled out once the WWE juice wore off. You know, that's that big pay because you're a former WWE guy. But after a while, it's like there's a lot of people that fell by the wayside. They're just not that good. And and, and I think it kind of proves McMahon right. Like, look, I kept you off TV because you're just not. We haven't. We have to find something to make you better than what you are because your in-ring work is not enough for us to put you in a situation to be successful. A lot of people don't want to wait for that. For instance, that's something Apollo Cruz was willing to wait for. That's something Andrade is not willing to wait for. If he wants to wrestle, he wants to get out there and do something. Hey, I respect it. That's what you want to do. Hey, you like it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for you to stand on the sidelines. But at the same time, we've seen a lot of guys thought that they were better than what they were and asked for the release and didn't do anything afterwards. Like they they didn't they didn't make any major impact outside. I mean, they, they had solid careers, but they didn't they didn't become superstars when they left the WWE. Guys mm-hmm. like the radicals from WCW, when they left WCW as mid-card curtain jerkers, they made names for themselves in the WWE. You know, and a few guys became main eventers and top guys and, and, and Hall of Fame worthy talent. You know what I mean? Yep. It's not a lot of people that have left the WWE or got cut or actually released that 
made those major splashes outside the WWE and 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 honestly that didn't come back. You got Bobby Lashley, you got Drew McIntyre, you got MVP. They were all guys that same same situation as Andrade. I'm tired of being here. I want to make a name for myself. I'm tired of being held back. I'm gonna go elsewhere. MVP made his rounds, but he wasn't a he wasn't a blockbuster superstar. He was kind of in the same spot everywhere else that he was in WWE. Right. You know, Drew was different. Drew got himself together, became became a top independent superstar. Came back, top guy. Bobby Lashley was the same way. Kind of left, showed up on you know Impact Wrestling, became a top guy. Came back. Now he's one. Of, he's probably the most decorated African American champ of all time. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it's it, it's not too many guys that oh, I want my release. I'm, I'm I'm bigger than this, and then they go so elsewhere and they become bigger. Can you name somebody? Let me know. Chris Christian might have been one, but then after a while, Christian fizzled too. But 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 you know? just the big on the safe side. Look at it from the other standpoint. I don't think mm-hmm. Christian. I think a lot. Of, some of those guys just let their contracts run out. You know what I mean? As opposed to, like you saying, you know, almost. I'm gonna go ahead and say almost like, look, no, y'all ain't doing that with me. Let me go. As opposed to, okay, look, I fulfill the obligation. I do think I can. You know, it's the difference. It's a difference the way you. No, leave, I mean, you know what I mean. I, I get that because some people, there's there's guys that they want it back. Decided, oh, I'm going right. elsewhere because I don't I don't trust you creatively. Christian was one of them. Matt Hardy was mm-hmm. one of them. But it's not it, like. Tell me somebody that 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 begged for their release and left and became a superstar elsewhere. You got to think about <laughs> it, don't you? Yeah, it's not. I'm, I'm sure there's, there's I'm sure there's a handful. There's probably one or two out there, but it's really not that many. Right. So yeah. we shall see. Yeah. All right. We're going before we uh, move on to the next match. We play come back the wrestling realm the way that you love the way we do it, folks. We take a subject. And we go in depth with these in depth conversations. And y'all may remember we talked about AEW before it was in between, like what, all in and or all out, all in two, and the first dynamite. Um, Probably. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about copy or competition. Well, we revisit that. You know, we, we're giving them enough time. Um, and, and, and my brother here, the real Dwayne Allen, you know, he, he has some things to say. So I'm going to just give you a small clip of this and make sure you are subscribed to the show. I mean, subscribe to the channel so that you'll be able to see this when we drop it. Kenny Omega is the guy who we originally believed would be the face of AEW from the very beginning. Why do I say that? Because Kenny Omega came off an extremely hot run in New Japan Pro Wrestling of what, you know, the, 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 the stomping grounds in which he made his name from. All the legendary five and six star matches from Dave Meltzer that he was given. Yeah. We just assumed that this company is going to be built around Kenny Omega. Let's not forget, Triple H made an offer to Kenny Omega. Yeah. He made an offer to the rest of the elite. But the, the idea of starting their own promotion, being in charge of their own thing, we, we assumed he would be pushed to the forefront. And it seemed like for an entire year, he took a backseat so Chris Jericho could do his thing, so guys can get established, so we can build a company. But, eh... That's neither here nor there, because now we're looking at a situation where Kenny Omega, as in the time that we are recording this particular video, mm-hmm. is your current AEW champion and could potentially wear some other world championships down the line. We don't know yet. All right. Looking forward to that one coming out, seeing how everybody reacts. Um, Did you see that, though? See, like, come on, man. Where's your enthusiasm? That was a legitimate sneak peek. And one of the first <laughs> new shows that we have 
coming no, no, soon. This is what you get enthusiastic about. I hope they watch it. Um, if you're listening, you got to go back and watch this part. I've though. been extremely quiet on purpose. <laughs> uh-huh. Have you noticed? Like, I, I got to let you do your whole intro. I didn't say a word. I just sat there. You've you been stared. quiet for about a whole I just, year. Too. I just stared at the camera with this look on my face of determination and grit. And But that's, we're here. This guy go away for a while. He gets in front of the camera and forgets how to act. He just stands in the camera. That's, that's sometimes, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta get that gaze into the camera. You just gotta stare and just. Is that enthusiastic enough for you? Locked into the camera. You just gaze. You gaze upon the audience with your eyes. That's you know what? You what? Do. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just gonna keep you right where you're at right now. Oh, he's giving the dusty. Okay, dusty has something to say about that. Well, oh man, coming up. So, um, Shane McMahon, man, <laughs> it's, been like, it's, been, it's, it's been like thirty-five minutes, and we've talked about like three matches. Yeah, um, well, because we, we got to educate these folks. Goodness gracious, what did you say a long time ago? We we gave them enough time, um, and you know, still they complaining, but uh, you know. A lot of people, let me ask you this before we get to this next match. Well, you know, let's just go ahead. Shane McMahon couldn't wrestle Braun Strowman. Uh, Shane McMahon throws Elias in there because Elias wants to wrestle me a moment. All right, go go handle that. Handle my light work. Now, <laughs> um, you know, we all knew what would happen. So we got that out the way. Shane yeah. McMahon, WrestleMania. How do you feel about Shane McMahon wrestling at WrestleMania? Um you know, we thought this in 2016 uh-huh. was going to be, you know, this, oh, man, Shane McMahon's back. He's going to face The Undertaker. I specifically, yeah. I wish I had this on video, your facial reaction when he climbed to the top of the cell because i never seen your eyes get that big. He was like, no, don't do it. But now we've seen him every year. Has right. he worn out welcome with you? No. In all fairness, Shane is kind of like a WrestleMania tradition. I have no problem with that. That's you know, it's, it's, it's Shane McMahon. Uh, and it, but this particular situation, <laughs> bathroom break. It's not him. It's just that this whole thing is kind of rushed, and it's like, you know, it to me once again, we, we've been we've been harping on the story. Like you didn't, you're not giving us enough time for this to feel organic. It's like, wait a minute. First of all. Where does Shane McMahon even come from anyway? Like, he comes back to kind of handle WWE official Adam Pierce, and he's kind of overseeing things because he's a McMahon. He can do that. That makes sense. You know, that, that part I get. But why all of a sudden is he just picking with Strowman all of a sudden? Why is he calling him stupid? And why is he be, why is he healing all this stuff? And I'm like, wait a minute. Can y'all go back and explain this to me again? Which way did he go? Which way did he go? Yeah, so I, I'm just like, uh, no thanks. I'm not that invested in no offense. Shane is always a novelty match. That's not like, oh, let's see the match. That, that's like a moment more than anything. I don't so, know. He made miles, man. They stole the show at WrestleMania 33. Yeah, well, it, it, the, <laughs> you, the key word is AJ Styles. That's that's like, I do this when I get in the mic. Like, it's let me make it very clear. AJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask you this though, because you brought up Adam Pierce, and I just thought about this question. This is what I do a lot of times. I have these random questions, sure. and it's only one person who I know I can go to with all of them, and it's either it's going to be met with a brutal, honest truth or some uh, sin. Adam Pierce, would yes, sir. Seen, considering all that he's done in professional wrestling as a wrestler, right? Would okay. you rather see him in a match with Shane McMahon? Well, you said. He, Shane McMahon had to kind of like correct him. And you said, I don't know where, why Braun. 
Would you rather see Adam Pierce like get a WrestleMania match if it meant going, you know, going to Shane Man in this story? I mean, not necessarily. It, it, it would okay. be nice for him, you know, because he he was a lifelong wrestler that didn't really get an opportunity to um, you know, really to really uh, perform in WWE. He was kind of past mm-hmm. his prime. He was booking Ring of Honor. He was a NWA, um, you know, World Heavyweight Champion during a different regime and ownership. Yeah, um, that's how that's how I got to you know know who he was you know based off just watching wrestling on YouTube and looking for, I was obsessed with the NWA title and you know they were putting their matches on YouTube a lot so I got from very very familiar with Adam Pierce. The role that he's in now to me is just I think it's uh it's it's amazing because he's kind of getting an opportunity to be a WWE performer you know as well as being a WWE official but he's a former mm-hmm. wrestler he stays in shape so he can do all the bumps he can do all the things he's done tremendous work. I mean, he yeah. plays that role very, very well. He does it so naturally. Like he's he's not like he's not a a WWE official that acts like a wrestler. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's generally like caught off guard by things. He's like, look, he's he's very unbiased. He's very like, look, it's not. I'm just a middleman. He plays that. I've, we've never seen a middleman authority figure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before when we saw an authority figure, they were in charge. Like it was a Shane. It was a Stephanie. It was a Paul Heyman. It was the Eric Bischoff. It was a you know. He's kind of like a representative of the office, you know, and then and it was just like, man, he plays that role very well. He interacts with the wrestlers. He his interaction with Roman Reigns was excellent. I was like, man, this is some of his best work, you know, because of course he didn't get it get a chance to show this side of himself, you know, on the independence because they've never done anything in depth like that because the product and independent wrestling is different mm-hmm. for your live audience than uh, you know, weekly episodic television show. So thank you. See him. You know, to, to see him do what he's doing now, I think it's pretty good. And he, he kind of sort of had a match. You know what I mean? I thought that was, you know, guy. You know, I don't think he needs to have him. You know, unless he gets, unless he gets involved, unless Shane decides to go. Oh yeah, by the way, this is a, this is I changed the match. It's, it's a handicap match. Me and WWE official Adam Pearce. You know, he's kind of caught off guard. Like, come on, Shane, you put me in the bad spot, and then you have it that way. You know, I mean, that's that's entertaining. It's funny. He he also gets a WrestleMania moment. You know, I think that'd be special for him personally. Well, we know Shane's gonna be flying off of something. At uh, Raymond James Stadium, what I don't know, maybe they'll put that little pirate. I, yeah, I, 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 think know, I know Kevin Owens called dibs on that pirate ship, so I, I don't know what's going to happen again. I don't know again, but I know it's probably unfinished business going into last year. So I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if he decided, I think I want another shot at this again. Yeah, so. well, we'll see. Um, but I'm moving so how- on. No, no, oh, no, no. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. See, this is like on the mic like this. After <laughs> what? What I do? <laughs> How could you forget our true segment with the Old Spice guy? You know why? Did you? I didn't see it. That's my bad. Listen, wife, wife came home with groceries. You know how that goes. Oh, I was not listen. That's why I missed half the stuff in here because I was, you know, same thing. How <laughs> our truth deserves to be in the Hall of Fame by himself uh-huh. alone. And the 24 championship needs to go with them. It, it retires with our truth. If our truth is, is in the Hall of Fame, he retires, he goes in the Hall of Fame with that title. He is he single-handedly had made every segment, every commercial, every interaction with superstars. He's kept that that title went from not making a whole lot of sense to being a, a, a updated hardware championship to something that really he really turned nothing into something. And I'm like, that's a true testament mm-hmm. to why he's almost 50,000 years old, looks the same as he did when he was 40,000 years old, and he will always have a job working for Vince McMahon. That's that's my diatribe on. Is that a, is that, did I use the right word? Am I supposed to say diatribe? That's yeah, my spiel. 
Spiel. <laughs> Should I say spiel to you? That's my take on our truth, and I, I just had to put that out there. Yeah, I, man, I, I gotta go back and watch that. I didn't know. I, I thought it I saw a, something. It was a, it was an old it was an old spice commercial, and it was hilarious. I'm like, yo, I was sitting there like, yo, our truth really, our <laughs> truth really has made this title relevant, and it's fun. It's not to be taken too seriously. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like some. When when other guys have it, it's just kind of irrelevant. But somehow when R Truth finds his it finds it finds himself back as 24-7 champion, it's just like man, it just all of a sudden it just makes sense again. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, belt guy. You would you get the belt? I would just for fun. Okay. Just, just, just <laughs> then you got defended against all the kids, you know. I I would I would be afraid because I feel like if see the kids would know what it is. Somebody else would be like, oh, it's a WWE belt. It looks kind of Looks like a boxing belt, but they wouldn't pay it any mind. But the kids uh, were like, "Wait, a, wait a second! He's got the twenty four seven championship." <laughs> and I'm like, "Look at him! Like, I gotta get out of here." These kids are looking at me funny. Yeah, hey, what so, you told me a long time ago. It's more than <laughs> there you go. I look, man. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't mess with the, don't mess with the gang of little kids, little uh, ladies and gentlemen. That can get, they can get. You know that was that. That was the week before the pipe bomb. Is that Raw, what it was? Yep, Raw Baltimore 2011. Last okay, week Ram- in June. Ram- <laughs> Realm story. Brian Nace decides <laughs> he wants to take off a bunch of nine year olds at a WWE. Was it a, was it Raw? Or was it live? It was a Raw, right? It was Monday Night Raw. Angel Wings in the uh because he wanted he was demanding a title shot, and then. Right. Ray Mysterio was going against um Alberto Del Rio. I'm young uh-huh. Del Rio, like Ray Mysterio. But later on, John Cena was like in the main event, and that's when they really turned up. And you look like, hey, yo, it's uh more them than it is us. <laughs> look, look, yeah, Brian H. almost got us beat up by a bunch of nine year olds. John Cena, <laughs> he was picking with him the whole night. Like he was, I'm like, Brian, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you messing with these kids? Nah, because we had the show, man. This is what you got to do. You got to make it memorable for him. This is, I'm giving him memories. Okay, sure. Man, John Cena came out and Brian Histo. Woo, man. I, I've never seen death in the eyes of children, but on that night, I was like, oh no. I'm thinking, like, usually, usually where we're from, you gotta worry about somebody like trying to, you know, mm-hmm. mess with you or whatever. I was worried, I was scared for some about some children. I was like, dude, we're at a wrestling show with these kids, and John Cena just came out and it's loud. Like, if you ever been to uh, any live show, it's loud, it gets you hyped, the bass gets bumping. And Brian Nason side, he want to pick with some with some little kids. I'm like, oh no, you, you're gonna get us. <laughs> this guy right here. Is going to get us. I was like, dude, it's it's too many of them and not enough of us. <laughs> I remember some little Baltimore kids at, at a wrestling show when John Cena came out. So 2011, we got plenty of these type of stories. Trust me. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Oh shoot, story time in the ring. Um, this is a match. You know, you and uh, Britt Waters was on her show, My Wrestling Opinion. Shout out to Britt. And, hey, shout out to Britt. And I was watching it, and one of the things that I heard you say, potential show stealer, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Um, and I'm sitting here watching this match, and everything I wanted, you know, sure, you know, the bloggers, you know, always got something to say. It could have had more time on this. No, it was exactly what I, I wanted. Yeah. And they they went at it, and, and Seth got it. You know, he got that win. Like, oh man, it took a lot out of me. I was glad to get it though. You know, mm-hmm. man, how, how good is Shinsuke Nakamura? 
I mean, he continues to impress and impress. He is like him and Cesaro on the same level as far as what they can do in the ring. They mm-hmm. there's nothing that they can't do. Shinsuke is unbelievable. It's got to be one of the, the greatest performers around the world right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. If, if WWE wasn't such a big big company, there's no doubt in my mind that he would be completely at the top, you know, at, at the upper echelon. But man, his his ability to do what he does in the ring was with, and then along with Seth Rollins, I was like, man, that was that's that was a dream matchup almost four or five years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and to finally get that, and I was like, man, I hope this isn't the last time that they they kind of face off. But mm-hmm. golly, man, Shinsuke is good. That unbelievable, unbelievable. A lot of Where's people the- would love to see him in AEW or another place to get you know kind of a. To you know, kind of back at the kind of the top of the card where he is now, but man, I my biggest fear with that is he he would have limited dance partners. Like all the all the big time players are in WWE, all the star makers are in WWE. I was on Brit Brit's show, my wrestling opinion, and I was saying we were we were arguing about uh you know the, the future superstar, the professional wrestling. I said, yeah, but you need established stars to make new stars. Yep. Nobody cares if you defend the title against somebody that just got there with you. After a while, it doesn't become memorable. Like you guys have great rivalry, but it's you need an OG to put you over. You know what I mean? And and like he, he goes into Japan, he's he's had a thousand matches with Tanahashi, a thousand matches with Okada. You know, there's some there's some new young talent. Kota Ibushi could Ibushi could benefit from him and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. man, it, this it's the crazy part is he's been in WWE all the time. We just got Seth versus versus Shinsuke. Yeah, like that's a blessing in itself because they just happen just to do that, and I'm like, man, it shows me that they're Shinsuke's at least in the conversation. You know what I mean? I get to see him every week. That's another guy. You're not gonna not see Shinsuke on wrestling every week, especially on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan of his in-ring work. I'm a, I'm a I'm a fan of the performer, everything that he's doing, and like I said, his recent face turn is just man. I'm, Wait till I, fans, if he, baby say what? fans get back. You know, because you, you talk about people um, always, you know, always going to have a spot. He's going to get a pop alone because people love singing his theme music. I mean, his yeah, first man. match, Sami Zayn. <laughs> what if he, what if, if Q Man, if he, if he beat, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Sami Zayn versus freaking Shinsuke at NXT Takeover. Takeover? What? That was my, so that was my first time. Seeing him live, watching a live match because you had told me about him, so I went back and saw like you know some of his older stuff. But like this, yeah, you were you were in you were in you were in Connecticut when he was kind of yeah. getting exposed to the to the U.S. audience through New Japan and Ring of Honor. Yeah, and, and you know, shout out to Charlie Speed and you. Y'all would tell yeah, me yeah. like how I can yeah. Russell Kingdoms. Yeah, E Rock, you know, and and so this is like you know I remember uh, I talked to Corey and Glenn earlier that day. You know, right. you know, revved up to go to um, NXT Takeover, and I'm sitting there watching this, and then you know, then the videos surfaced online after the match. I mean, after the show was over, and right. people just went around singing theme music. You know, so like I remember uh, a few weeks ago when he went back to his theme music, like Corey said, a, a text was like, "Yo, Shinsuke got his old music back," and I was like, "Oh man, wait till fans get back." Like, man, like you said, how good is he? <laughs> If we get Shinsuke and Riddle, because there, there was a bit of a tease, if we get mm-hmm. Shinsuke and Riddle for the United States Championship at WrestleMania, 
<laughs> oh boy. And and now now that I'm actually paying as I, I've been hearing about Riddle for so long and I've been watching them. Same thing as as a as a as a Darby Allen to me. I'm like, dude, I'm not buying it. What's what's so special? I get that he's so um, you know, he's so new and then he kind of transitioned into professional wrestling so well and he's got a lot of comparisons to uh, himself and Kurt Angle just because of how fast they picked up going from one world to then to the next. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he wasn't long. yeah and, and that's and, what I first saw. Him. Like I think I remember you were talking about. You're like, well, that's yeah, that's the guy used to mix martial arts because like, he, he looked the same. Yeah, and Bruce Pritchard was still doing little stuff down there here and there, and before right. you know when the podcast, and he kept on saying Matt Riddle's a star, and I'm like, okay, and, and, and you know your 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 gearness has rubbed off on me because. This guy don't have shoes, and I'm sitting there, no shoes, no knee pads. I'm like, can't get with it. Got to change his look. I ain't like Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you can't. Y'all will not support you if you do not wear knee pads. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh man, those two though. I and I, you know, I mean, we we mentioned earlier Riddle and you know Ali. It's it's no denying what Riddle does in the ring. You know, to me, I'm just not interested in a character. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't all the way get it. You know what I mean? But I mean, I, I do get it. But it's just like, eh. it's not for me. No, it's you know, it's I think I don't deny what what he's able to do in the ring. It's you know, it's it's definitely really really good. But I, I I here's what I'm waiting for when it comes to Riddle, and I saw it today. I'm waiting for a complete heel turn and a complete mm-hmm. gimmick change because dude is a heat seeker. If he turned into like arrogant Shawn Michaels of '98, like if, if you take Shawn Michaels '98 and just turn that into a gimmick itself, he'd be the perfect fit for it, and he has the hair for it. Boom! <laughs> like, 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 if he if he gets to the point where he goes on a crazy winning streak and he has a title and he becomes super arrogant, people don't like him as it is. Like he has so much heat. I'm like, dude, he could be a serious bad guy because a lot of people are like, well, he kind of rubbed people the wrong way anyway. So now he's kind of embracing it and they're allowing him to do it. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. Man, I'm just saying. Yeah. So this next matchup, man, everything you said it would be a hard hitting fest where two people just beat the hell. It was out a slug fest. <laughs> a slobber knocker. <laughs> Drew McIntyre going over on Sheamus. Um, I would admit I've seen this match on Raw a couple times, and you know how I am. If I see it on Raw a few times, I'm not interested. But I will say you sold me on this match. Like, okay, yo, watch this. Is this is what could happen? And you know, obviously, no, we was gonna do the show. Everything got more of a hundred percent attention. Seventy five percent, yeah, man. Um, but they went out there and did everything, kind of everything you said they would do. And to me, way more entertaining. I mean, granted, on Raw, they tried to kill each other. Yeah, you know, and, and on Raw, they had a no contest. I think last week or the week before last. But I really like the way this ended. Um, you know, Drew beat the heck out of uh, Sheamus. You know, he sacrificed himself to hit that. Uh, oh, shoot, his uh, his finisher, or one of his finishers. You know, and this sets him up for WrestleMania. Like I think this was important. He needed a good win. You know, to yeah. I mean, most people don't lose. <laughs> uh, you know, they're not good. losing going into WrestleMania. A good, a good, the number a good one tough guy wins. Yeah, right. and and this was this wasn't yeah, like a, a good, you know, a, like a tough guy win. Yeah, like Batista had his against uh, De- uh shoot, huh? 
Yeah, kind of got, got to get your age back. Like, you know, no pun intended. Yeah. So you got to get your age yeah, back. Yeah, you know, but I think like you know, got to. So I, I yeah, did so you like his Braveheart thing. Did you enjoy didn't the Braveheart thing? It. <laughs> it was cool. I didn't didn't hate it. Wasn't too gimmicky for you. No, I mean, you know, Drew's been transitioning to these gimmicks and embracing his culture. So why not, right? Let me ask you a question. Since this is what we do, do you mm-hmm. do you find it when you look at Drew, what he's done? When you look at Sheamus and his recent look, you know, how he kind of has this his um kind of this Irish bar stooly look. You know what I mean? He's got a very classic, you know, Irish tough guy look. And you see with Apollo Cruz, um, do you? think that the WWE is kind of pushing these guys to kind of embrace um, and, and, and not just them, but also the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the new, the, the new China recruits on NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot that their name slipped my mind, but I know that she, she's a female superstar that she's a company, but there I'm seeing so many more superstars kind of embrace their cultures uh, in their, you know, in their countries as something more authentic, you know, do you feel like the WWE is kind of embracing that a little bit more to try to branch off into its global, you know, domination? We see it. We saw it with Jennifer Hall. We see it with uh, with, with Monsoor. Uh, do because I'm I'm noticing a trend as as I think about it. I'm like, yo, I wonder if this is calculated. Do you think it's on purpose? Do you think it's like a part of global expansion because representation matters? You know what I mean? And I think sometimes when you we like, I feel like I think there's going to be a new Nigerian fan base because of Apollo Cruz. Because everybody wants to see a version of themselves or or themselves represented in some way, shape, or form. Most definitely, um, you 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 go back to Great Khali. Mm-hmm. I think I was oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was on York Road getting a cheesesteak, and you know a few years ago, and there was this mm-hmm. big post of him, and the gentleman was like, "That's my uncle," you know. Um, representation matters, and let's not act like they're not paying attention with AEW and all these other companies are doing and WWE, they right. could, you know, all right, that's, that's cute. But we have the capital where we can globally expand and that's not forget. Look, I, I'm a fan and most of the stuff, 99% of the stuff I have is WWE label. And with the exception of like a couple of AEW. Yes, characters. yes, it is. <laughs> you know, um, but right. That's me. So imagine these wrestlers. That's the goal. I don't care. Yeah, you know, maybe once you get older, you say, all right, you know. But as a child, when they said, yeah. I want to be a wrestler, right, it was never right. said, I doubt it, that anybody would say, I want to be an independent wrestler. I want to work for this company, you know, especially it was WWE's like the goal. So if WWE expands, right. I think what they're doing so they can increase their fan base. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think they are. Makes sense. Yeah, so um <laughs> oh boy, you called this one. You called this one. I think you called us about two months ago. Um I don't Randy, know why wow, two months ago. Yeah, Randy Wharton and Alexa Bliss. Um I know y'all was on the show and it, it pretty much somebody said, look, the fiend will probably be back. He showed up and he was ugly. Very edgy. Um, uh, and this was the thing you called. You said, you know. With the fiend going down, you said there's rumors about kind of more of an edgier look. Was that ex- what you expected to see? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Like it, there was no other way to do it. There was no yeah. other way to do it. Uh, let me say this now: I have a bone to pick. Now, this is not my bone to pick that will be addressed later. 
Uh, yeah, I, I do. Usually, I don't. I'm not that picky, but today I'm just, and, and it's not necessarily with you right now. This one, this one, because I have a little bit with you, buddy. Oh but boy, it's, <laughs> it's the fan base itself. I hate yep. the fact that we do not give wrestlers their flowers while they can still smell them, and I'm not talking about them dying. How freaking good is Randy Keith Orton? There's nobody else who could have pulled this off the way that he has. For a guy that's not, that's an untrained, he's not a trained actor. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But he's just a veteran of this game. He's a sports entertainer. That he has just played this whole. This is probably one of the 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 least few long drawn out stories and beefs that we have gotten that I have not gotten tired of because they just found a way to keep pushing it along, making it make sense. In between his beef with the fiend, we knew it was all it was always lurking somewhere behind him. He's had a mm-hmm. WWE championship match, he's been in the mix and all that stuff. And it's just like, man, he is really, really good. It, it was exactly what I expected it to be. I knew I knew the fiend was going to return because like I said, it's setting up for what this is supposed to be at WrestleMania. And and like I said, WrestleMania will be the climax of the story. I don't know where the story is gonna go. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's gonna continue, but like I said, it's there's so many loose ends to tie up. Man, I mean it's it's something you don't get in today's wrestling a lot. So I can appreciate it. People oh, it's dumb, I don't get it. I don't want to see it. I don't care. It's 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 good for what it is. No nobody else could pull it off, not even a Matt Hardy. Like this is this is Alexa Bliss, she's gotten another run and she's not doing it in the women's division. She's not challenging for the title. Sometimes I think women superstars are typecast and can be one dimensional. I'm beefing with you because you got the belt. You slapped me. I fell on you. Uh, I was a champion before. Now I'm not a champion now. You called me a name. You were mean to me two years ago. No, like she has gone. She has made this thing work even in the Fiend's absence. So just as devilish as it has been, it just it it has made it looks like we're watching a live action horror film. Like they've taken so many elements and components that kind of keep us locked into suspense, but also kind of like looking over our shoulders. And then Randy Orton has just been a pro at just making it look and seem real. Like you put anybody else in that situation, and it's going to come off gimmicky and stupid. And although some people still feel that way, but I'm like, man, there's you you're not going to sit here and tell me that there's anything about Randy Orton's performance that made me go, oh, that was kind of corny. It just can't. I'm going to say this. For me, I know you've been mm-hmm. saying good as Randy Orton for 10 years. Tonight, or I should mm-hmm. say last night, <laughs> I watched his Broken Skull sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Right, which I said to watch. Everything you said. Because mm-hmm. that conversation where he's like going through his career and you're looking at his mindset because I mean and Austin does such a great job. What were you thinking here? You know, we mm-hmm. asked him yeah. when he pulled the belt, you know, when he um went to get the uh those two titles. He said, What was you thinking? And he's like, I'm looking down, but I know the guys, he knows that the camera guys are so good that they're gonna zoom in. So he would do little stuff to give them yeah. what they need. And it's right. little stuff like that. He said, like, he psychology, got all that you know, psychology, learning from Vince. Vince telling him, hey, man, it's all in the facial expressions. You know, slow down, kid. And that's when I was like, man, Randy Orton is, like, really, really good. And, and this tonight, 
Oh, man. Like, they going to... Now, this is something else. I can't wait. Like, it's the popular thing to say Raw isn't good, right? Mm-hmm. And I get, you know, people, I don't care. Obviously, you know that. Right. Me, Raw is just too long. That's Yeah, that's yeah well, you've been saying that since the beginning, though. So that's, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's just too long. But the storytelling, I mean, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about this match. We talked about Ali and Riddle. We've talked mm-hmm. about, you know, even the stuff with Shane McMahon, Drew and Sheamus. Those are Raw right, matches. Yeah. So if Raw yeah. was so bad, how did these get matches like to me? And this is like, you know, as we sit here talking about this pay-per-view, I'm like, this right. was a really good one. I don't get, you know, maybe people just want more, and, you know, and that's what it always comes down to. It's like when it doesn't meet your expectations and, you, say, want yeah. it, and you don't really. And sometimes it's just they just don't know. They expectations just don't are just too high. Sometimes. It, you know? <laughs> they don't understand television. I understand that. We are we have an advantage. We sat down in the classrooms, Morgan State University, and studied this. And then we've also done our own extensive research. But yeah, we have we have we have degrees in, in TV production. Like it literally yes. says that on our diplomas. Yours is what <laughs> Bachelor of Science or Bachelor of Arts? Arts. I didn't want to BS. I don't remember what mine is. I think it's I don't remember. That's <laughs> you ain't take a foreign what, language. Okay. I remember not BS. Which one which one was foreign language and math? Wait. For I uh I don't know because my did my math at community college, but I know okay. I took foreign I got language. That's how, science then. Yeah, I remember you said, I was not taking a foreign language. <laughs> I took Spanish. Oh, um, they didn't. They didn't, and they didn't have Japanese. Right. <laughs> and now I think about it, what is the difference? <laughs> you know, not not one, but um, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. You know, and. Just sitting here looking at this and, and looking at this story, and then just for some for Alexa Bliss, just you know, goes over there, pins, but just like some of the, the dynamics. And this is the thing, Randy Orton, and this whole story has benefited the most from the Thunderdome. Yeah, Apollo was able to throw the yeah. and the illusion, but this whole story, you know, running boom, fire, you know, yeah. shooting all this stuff that little after effect tra- tricks they can do. I'm like, yo, this is like, this is amazing. Like, I'm sitting there eating dinner and watching my wife. I was like, oh, wow. She was like, what just happened? I was like, man, she just threw fire at him. Yeah. So, like, man, I can't say enough yeah. good stuff. And about that's, this. that's the stuff you can't, that's the stuff you can't take for granted. Like, mm-hmm. like the COVID era of professional wrestling was difficult. And to be mm-hmm. able to take advantage of it, like, that's something you can't do with a live audience. It wouldn't have come off the same way. It's the same way with Undertaker and AJ Styles' uh, cinematic uh, Boneyard match. You know, they, they sure they could have gotten in the ring and they could have done other things, but would have had the same impact as that Boneyard match, that cinematic style that kind of really solidified their career and the legend of the Undertaker. You know, it's it's to be able to take such a negative and really use it to your advantage. It's it's like I said. We as wrestling fans, sometimes we know we, we have our picks and we have our you know biases and stuff like that. But it's just like you have to appreciate what they're able to do because they could have just kept giving us the same thing and said, "Well, we're the biggest company in the world. Too bad, like it or don't watch." And, and we probably would have still watched. But the fact that they have gone out of their way to try to say, "Okay, well, we can't do this. Let's if it can't be, let's if it we can't do certain stuff live, shoot, we're not live anyway. We have a Thunderdome. Let's go ahead and, and, and take advantage of the fact that we can record things here and record things there. And when I'm watching a show, 
I don't realize that until after the fact. When he first set the fiend on fire, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't pay attention to the fact that he really wasn't moving until he set the fire. I was like, oh, my goodness. I didn't even pay attention to the fact that this might have looked different. It might have been a jump cut, you know, stuff that my eyes are supposed to be trained to see. But as as a, as a watcher of wrestling, they got me swooped up in the story and the idea because I knew something was coming. I was so looking forward to something happening. It suspended my 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 belief of anything reality based. So I wasn't thinking like, oh, that's not a, that's clearly not him because he's not breathing. I was not paying attention. So when he threw it, I said, oh, what 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 just happened? And then from there, it was just like, oh yeah, this is going to be good because now I see where they're going and I see the story they're trying to tell. And I I value a story. I don't watch it so you can make me go. Ooh, I don't watch it so you can trick me or say, oh, well, I, I saw that coming. Well, this looks fake, or I can see the zipper, or it's like that's that's dumb. Like, why would I watch TV if I'm going to be that picky about something? Mm-hmm. But to for them to be able to do that in 2021, it's something we've never seen before in professional wrestling. It's like it's almost like taking a cinematic match or a cinematic series and you're playing it out live. It's like who's ever mm-hmm. done that before? Because I promise you, right freaking now, where I sit in this virtual studio, if Randy Orton pulled up to AEW, like I'm here to take down the Dark Order, and they did something similar, everybody think it was the greatest thing in the world, and he'd be calling, they'd be calling Randy Orton the Hall of Fame and all that kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> like you and I both know, so like, so like, don't don't take don't take for granted the fact that we've had Randy Orton for so long to discredit how good he really is. I hate that. Like that's not fair. He's that good. Like you just—he's not even slowing down. Like he—he he even said, "Like I work a style, but I can keep going and do the same thing until I'm 50, because that's the thing you want to come see." But I've given you enough of this style that I preserve my body, and you still get your favorite Randy Orton, his facial expressions, his sayings, how he acts, how he's a loose cannon. It's like, man, this really can work until he's 50 years old. Yep. Yeah. And, and you know, real quick, uh, him and Bray Wyatt. Um, that whole dynamic, it, uh-huh. he's going to go down as like one of his top rivalries. You know, um, you 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 look at the history back in twenty seventeen. You know, I know some people may not have liked that whole uh, swamp match the first time they did it, but you yeah. know, just to be working together. You know, he beat Bray for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania thirty three. Now here they go again. You know, and and now we're gonna see what the fiend man this. is Shucks. <laughs> and, and 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 dude, let, let's once again, you know, like how the testament how great Randy Orton is. This guy's making a new star. Mm-hmm. This guy is like, let me work with him. Let me figure him out. Like that's that's an old school mentality. That's a Terry Funk. That's a Terry Funk mentality. Terry Funk is a living legend. He is. He was one of the kings of doing that. We've gotten so many superstars from seventies, eighties. 90s, 2000s, you know, who knows what he did in the 2010s. I, I could have swore I saw him in Japan doing like a senior citizens match. Mm-hmm. But Terry Funk was known for, at a certain age, just making new guys. And he did such a good job at it. He was, to me, he's one of the best. Rick Flair was another one who was going from town to town, making guys so relevant, just making guys, top guys. Randy Orton is an old school, great that's like a living legend as we speak. Like, I, it's, it's, it's un, I appreciate greatness. You know what I mean? Yep. A lot of people don't. You can say what you want. Who gives a crap? I don't care. But I promise you today, if he leaves and go elsewhere, watch how much he'll be celebrated for what he's been doing already for who knows how long. So, 
man, I, I this from day one, this has been one of my favorite stories. Like I said, I'm seeing something I haven't seen before, and they're pulling it off. It's working. Some stuff doesn't work. Yeah. Let's talk about stuff that doesn't work. Broken Matt Hardy didn't work. <laughs> not because it was bad, not because Matt Hardy didn't do his job. It's just because that that didn't it didn't it didn't stick because you, you gotta capitalize with a live audience. Or the best way to do that is a cinematic match, but because he he kind of pioneered what that meant, but we've seen better ones since. You know, yep. and now it kind of created a whole new genre. And then WWE goes, okay, cool, we're gonna take that idea and we're not gonna put it on as a network special. We're gonna do it live on television. And and that's that's not easy to do. So I'm talking about it because I'm such a TV guy. Like this is what we went to school for, like this is what we study, this is what we work in. So my appreciation for it is just through the roof. And I, I once again, what what other company has done such a thing? Anything close to it? It's not easy to do. But the fiend, I'm just, I'm like, okay, here we go. I was waiting for this. He's back. What what are we going to do now? What's the next chapter? I think Bray has learned his lesson. Bray Wyatt, the original version of it, he says was one of his greatest failures because that was supposed to put him on a map, which it did. But then us fickle wrestling fans, it got old, it got stale, and we threw him away. I think he's smart enough to recognize that this go round, I got to evolve quicker. I can't wait because it's popular right now. At the height of my popularity, I'm going to get burnt alive. Now I got to evolve into a different fiend. Mm -hmm. And because it's a fiend, it's limitless. Fiends don't go away. That's why it's 30 sequels (laughs) in horror movies. Think about it. You you can evolve it in whatever creative, twisted direction you want to go in because it's such an abstract character. You know what I mean? It's 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 not your typical. Okay, good guy, bad guy, bad guy loses, good guy wins. Like no, it's it's creatively you can go any direction, and they have the technology, they have the know how, they have the art, they have the sculptors, they have all. We, there's so much available to performance today to pull that off. Not to mention they have the budget. So, mm-hmm. bring your movies to life, WWE. There you go. I'll give credit where credit is due. <laughs> oh man! Wow, and, and all that. Checking my notes. After- Mm-hmm. All of that, we still had a main event. Mm-hmm. WWE Universal Championship. The very first fast lane. We saw this match. Mm-hmm. Uh that time it was to decide who was going to WrestleMania as the challenger. This time it's who's going to WrestleMania as the champion. And um, excuse me, Edge was the special enforcer after defeating Jay Uso on right, Smack. Yeah. And now we got Roman Reigns defending the title against Daniel Bryan. And this Daniel Bryan saying this could be his last hoorah. You know, his last opportunity to main event WrestleMania. And How long I mean, has been Daniel Bryan been putting over Roman Reigns? I'm sorry, buddy. I don't mean to cut you off. This is a <laughs> this is an important. You know, I told you when I get close to the mic, you know it's important. Yeah. <laughs> how, how long has Daniel Bryan been putting over Roman Reigns? Like really just making this guy relevant seven years six years good gosh that's a long goddamn time to slide <laughs> to make somebody look good but go ahead i'm sorry damn i mean you know of all means this is uh what an incredible match <laughs> uh like these two you know i i love the dynamics you had edge at the end you know, for you know you first you know they're going back and forth and there's the, you know the special enforcer which means he's getting involved in the match it's just sure. a matter of not a matter of if it's always a matter of when, right? And right. It, you, the moment came, Daniel Bryan with the hit Roman, boom, he hits Edge. Now Edge is pissed. And Roman has, I mean, Daniel Bryan has Roman tapping. 
and, 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 mm-hmm. and little stuff that Rome is doing that he wasn't doing before. Those facial mm-hmm. expressions, you saw him like fading away and then slowly tapping. You know, it wasn't like, okay, he got me, he got me. No, it was like slowly tapping because he's the tribal chief. You know, he, he, he's, not supposed to tap. he's not supposed to be taken out of the match, but he started slowly tapping. And then obviously, Ed, Stanos. I know you don't know who that yeah. is, but trust me, he is. <laughs> I've heard about him enough. Um, you know, uh, I, 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 was, I was in church when they uh, ruined the uh, finish to the movie. Uh, or I guess I'm supposed to say the, the end of the movie. I call it the finish. Like it's a wrestling it. match. Yeah, it's the finish. Uh, like, uh, but um, yeah. So <laughs> Edge gets, uh, you know, he gets uh, gets in there. And next thing you know, he's beating up both of them. And, and and just Roman just kind of falling to the wayside, and Daniel Bryan just sitting there shaking, right? Just sitting there like shaking. I was like, "Yo, he is like selling." And you always yeah, say, yeah. you know, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, you know, your A and my A1 guys. A1. Yeah, and this is why he's my favorite wrestler of all time, <laughs> you know. And whoo. Looks like you know reports. I don't know how true they are, but it looks like we're getting a triple threat match at WrestleMania. How do you how do you feel about that? Because there was this build up at one point of mm-hmm. Edge and Roman, right? That was supposed to be the big thing. It was a yep. match we haven't seen before. It was just a why do you think that Daniel Bryan seems to be heavily involved all of a sudden? Two reasons. I don't think Edge and Roman will put on a great match. Um, and then like, but I So you're saying Roman Reigns can't work. I, I'm not <sighs> You're saying Roman Reigns cannot carry a match with Edge. They don't trust him because he's old I, and he's coming back and Right. I, I just don't think they yeah, and, and two, you also want to make it believable, right? So it's like, yeah. Edge could come back and beat Roman, but it's really believable. Where now you throw this Daniel Bryan in there, so Edge could pin Roman and pin Daniel Bryan, and never I was lose. Say, that's that's what it was. You don't they don't want Roman to lose clean to Edge. Yeah, just look at Brock Lesnar. How did Seth Rollins get his first championship? You okay. know, he was protecting this beast who beat the Undertaker last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you ain't want. As much as people, you know, it looked like we all just knew Roman was going to get the title and we was all going to be mad. But then Seth Rollins had that wild card, cashes in, he pins Roman. So if Edge is due for another run, boom, he's going to pin Daniel Bryan. But even if he's not, it still creates the illusion because it makes you think about it, you know. And plus, I just don't think it would be such a great match considering the talent on this roster, right? Uh And everything leading up to it. And then that's your finish. I just can't see that being uh, something that I would be looking forward to at the end of the night, too. I hey, listen. I, I'm anytime Daniel Bryan is involved in an event, I'm okay with it. I have mm-hmm. no beef with it because Daniel Bryan's had to sacrifice being in that spot to, to put Roman Reigns over. It's time for you to repay the favor. Let him be at least be in the conversation. Mm-hmm. He deserves it, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> so I'm all what for it. About that. How who feels about it? <laughs> See a punk. Daniel Bryan can have two WrestleMania main events. Uh, he's so irrelevant. I don't. I don't care. I'm sure a lot of people. Do. It's the his following is still strong in some regards, but 
I mean, I'm, I'm, there's nothing he can give me. The mm-hmm. idea of CM Punk was always a big deal, but he was never really a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the thing. Like, it was like, yeah, it was because I liked him in moments. You know what I mean? I liked it yeah. when he was beefing with John Cena. I liked it when he was beefing with Triple H. But when he was, um, see, there's a lot of other stuff that's just like, ah, I don't remember. Now, now his earlier run for good is, is beef, you know, his earlier world heavyweight runs and stuff like that. That I mean, I was a huge, you know, fan, especially from, he was recognizable from the Indies because I remember him. I was like, oh, that's a guy from all the magazines. But yeah, you know, but he, him, I, yeah. who cares? I don't. How, why you think you? Why do you think so? You think the same thing? Is that why you think Daniel Bryan's in this match, or what do you think? Yeah, I, I think when you look at the dynamic, I think they have to protect everybody's brand. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way of looking at it, and also maybe. I don't know. This maybe Daniel Bryan's last hurrah. Maybe he's slowing down after this officially. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they say, okay, well, shoot. Since he's on a raw, so let's get the most. Let's get the most star power out of we can. I think. And I think it just makes sense because you got to. I think that there's a piece of this we're missing. There's going to be a lot. You're talking about forty-five thousand people here, um, which is only what? What's the percentage? I guess I don't remember. Each yeah. night, which is still a lot. Like it's not a WrestleMania number because WrestleMania, you know, because I think that's fifty percent, isn't it? Because those bills can hold up to almost those are, those stadiums are almost what seventy, eighty thousand people. Yeah, um, I'm assuming. And then, you know they they they're extremely taking advantage of the fact that the world's opening up, and you know Florida's kind of always been kind of lenient as it is. So they're like that live audience is going to be lit both nights. We're talking mm-hmm. about like once again, this is WWE beating everybody to the punch, like their first. We're not bringing up back live fans until our first big event. Like it's hitting the reset button in the world of professional wrestling. WWE is backtracking. Like they they got punched in the face from last year. Vince is so obsessed with. He's like, I'm going to be COVID. You know, he's got a new challenger, and like they that Daniel Bryan in front of 40, 45,000 people, or Roman Reigns and Edge. The match is going to be so intense. The match is going to be so suspenseful. You know, because you got three guys in that ring that could pretend there's no underdog in that ring. It's not Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan. Like, yeah, it's not it's not obvious. You know, yep. you kind of say, whoa, but because let's keep it real. What if Dane Bryan wins? I'm not expecting him to, but you know how shocked that would be if I'm watching WrestleMania and I'm chilling mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Dane Bryan takes out Edge Roman Reigns and actually wins. Oh, I'm going to lose it. Because in too. my mind, in my mind, I'm saying to myself, there's no way in the world he's winning the Universal Championship. That's the one title that eludes him. I'm like, there's no mm-hmm. way, there's no way in the world he. I, I wouldn't even be mad if he won that night and then lost that that Friday or that Tuesday whenever they whenever they 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 do SmackDown, mm-hmm. um, or, or whatever the case may be, man. But I, whew, that's intense, man. That the idea of it alone is like, oh, this is it adds a new wrinkle, you know, into the story, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It, it should be fun. Like I said, WrestleMania should be fun. Professional wrestling should be fun for me in general. It's not. I don't work in it. It's not that serious to me. It's supposed to be mm-hmm. fun. If I can get the same feeling, I can just just a smidget of you know enjoying what I watch. You know, since I was a kid, that's why I still watch it to this day. You know, I, you walk away from it, you look, you go away, you seek elsewhere, you, then eventually you come back. It doesn't matter what it is, it's as long as something that kind of keeps you going, something that's fun, something that makes sense, and, and also you keep the different types of wrestling in its right perspective. I'm not going to expect one thing from a live indie show. Then from a WWE live event or a WWE uh, episodic show like Raw, or SmackDown, NXT, and then it's, you know go to a local show and it's like, oh, it didn't make sense because you know that's that's just it should never be that serious. But man, it's it's it is truly WrestleMania season, 
and the realness is ready. I'm excited. You know, the 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 world has changed. Things are constantly changing. Oh boy. Yeah, man, I got I got some new talk line jackets that I'm ready to rock on those yeah, you, days. You you you've been racking those up lately. You've been you've been <laughs> racking those up. Hey, I'm, uh, su- I'm surprised you get your hand on them because that stuff goes quick, brother. Like chalk yeah. line stuff ain't no joke. I know they so. they they drop in the, the WrestleMania 18 shorts. Chalkline, you want to sponsor this show, please. Like you, you can just, the, our information is going to be here some at some point. You know, talk to us, please. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, I got that. I, I'm ready. Um, I, I'll throw some food on the grill. <laughs> uh, I actually bought the grill the day before WrestleMania 35. <laughs> and wow, so, I did not know that. Yeah, remember you was over here. You was like, "Oh, I thought you was grilling." I said, "Nah," because like this, like the first time I bought I it. Do I, re- I do remember. See, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know. What was I thinking? <laughs> I didn't want to take the risk and the food not be good, so I just made. You know, I had to start off with the, the kids and the wife. So that was like the food for the week or a few days. I think I remember that. I think because I came back later on, you had all that grilled barbecue stuff in like plastic yeah, bags. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's, it's all coming back to me. Doing a road shoot, and I was like, "Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm good at it now." Oh yeah, because you you was uh you was you was king of the grill then. You was grill master. <laughs> oh man. So if you um overall, I'm assuming you know you enjoyed the night. Um. What's the biggest thing you're looking forward to between Raw and SmackDown as far as a fallout from these shows? Oh, man. Show? I am looking for, first of all, you know, I'm always looking for to see what's, how Randy Orton addresses The Fiend because he looked like he saw a ghost. But I think that was the whole point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Randy Orton and The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. I want to see how that plays out. I want to see mm-hmm. what happens with Shinsuke Nakamura going into WrestleMania. He's one of my favorites. Um, like I mentioned, like, let's, what, what are they going to do with him? Uh, of course, I want to see Daniel Bryan's response to you know his fallout because I know he's he's not going to be happy, you know, after losing to Roman Reigns. Um, Sasha Banks said Bianca Belair like the 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 black girl magic is over with. She said, "Oh yeah, the magic is over." I heard her. I was like, "Oh, well, I heard that." You know, mm-hmm. I think they showed such a positive moment of what what's you know we would consider black girl magic, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like great. Two sisters working together. We competitors. We don't got a beef. We may not see eye to eye, but we're gonna be great regardless of the situation. They were great regardless of the situation, but the situation kind of imploded. Now she's like, okay, I'm going to WrestleMania. That's gonna be fun. I'm I'm curious to see what happens with Tamina and uh and Natalia. I mean, yeah. you're talking about two two powerhouses and a fresh new tag team. It, it, it adds a new wrinkle to the division. Are they up next? What's you know what's going on? Is there there's quite a few things going on to WrestleMania? Surprises like those. Those kind of surprises, like oh snap, they won, they really won titles. You remember when you put your um your your team, the Major Bros, when they won mm-hmm. the tag title, you know, and they actually held, the, they had a run, you yeah. know. That, uh, yes. And 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 also the hurt business. That's it. I'm what's who's who's what we saying? Like what's going on, Bobby? Like say like let's let's figure out what, where we going with this. You know, we, we know Cedric and uh, show um, because they lost the titles. And then all of a sudden, AJ and Almas thrown right into this match. So I'm like, man, you know, going behind the curtain. I hope ain't nobody suspended or hurt. Um, you I know, mean, I just, I, I just MVP afterwards. I think, I think, we, I felt bad for Cedric and and, uh, and Shelton, two of my favorites. You know, we CNC Wrestling Factor was the first, literally the first match, the opening match of Ring of Honor when they first were bought by Sinclair Broadcasting, and they, you know, moved the show to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Who did they face? Did they face? I don't know who they faced, but I remember. They, I know we also saw. That is so. <laughs> yeah, we, we saw you know the world's greatest tag team as well. Um, but this all night express. Hmm. It wasn't the all night express. That first uh, match. Yeah, it was. I think it was. It was Kenny King and uh, Red Titus. Um, mm-hmm. and then I think the tag team championship is is the is one of the last titles that have eluded AJ Styles, and I think they're going to give him that moment. You know, although that. Her business has done an excellent job, and now the focus is purely on Bobby Lashley. And you know, you know, mm. kind of let's not lose focus, or let's not let the tag titles. Yeah, the, the New Day is probably the most New Days and the Usos were always the most reliable tag team, you know, on the roster for so many years. And you can't go wrong with that. I mean, Kofi and Woods going into WrestleMania. Come on now, like yeah. forty-five thousand people. Like you just, it's business at this point. You know, mm-hmm. you don't you don't want your tag match to be a bathroom break. You want your tag titles to have relevance, and because you have the new day, you have AJ Styles, and this kind of new guy that's trying to get him going. I mean, I don't expect too much from the match, especially from the big fella, but um, it's it, it. I understand it. It makes sense. Like, you know, WrestleMania isn't just about what we want or what happened all year. It's about just a bigger audience that they have to try to split now. And now they have to produce their, their show differently because before they only had to produce it for the television audience. So now there's going to be live fans. So now they got to kind of go back to the way they used to be doing it. And they have to say, okay, we got to split a 50-50 where we provide enough action and enough intensity and storytelling that caters to those that are ringside as well as those who are making it make sense to those that are watching it at home and around the world. So exactly. those those things are that's wrong smackdown. That's what I'm looking forward to. Those things kind of let's clear the air, let's figure out where we're going. And yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, just everything you said. <laughs> See, I that's said it so elo- so eloquently. Is that eloquently a word? I say this every week, like what's is that? <laughs> it is now. All right. So you, you apparently have a bone to pick. <laughs> oh, it's it, we're at that time of the show. I do have a bone yeah. to pick with you. I do have a bone to pick with you. Because I feel like we started last week. We got it rolling. We got it going. Trying to figure out what we're doing now. Wrestling run now, 10 year anniversary since our first show. We're rocking and rolling. Got a whole lot of stuff going on, uh, new shows, new things, but I feel like we have been dishonest to the audience, and I'm calling you out. What did I do? You, you, you know, a lot of people thought this is like, oh, you know, Wrestling Realm is going to do Sting, and we're going to do this new podcast, and this is going to be it, and we're going to revolutionize the business and stuff we've already done. But the reality is that's not true. It's really not like we're here now and it's like, well, okay, I'm here. Let's do some work. Let's get it done. But let's, let's, let's be transparent for once. You know, I know we have an hour long, you know, special that we're going to sit down and break stuff and spill some tea as they say, but let's, the people need to see that this is what really happened. Ladies and gentlemen of how the wrestling realm now really came about. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. Show the people. <laughs> yes, sir. Where is the pizza? Where's the, Where's pizza? the pizza? I'm ready. I'm ready to eat, brother. Where's the pizza? The bro, the pizza. You said the pizza. You told me. You literally said, "Come through. We're going to have pizza." I'm here. I'm ready. To wait a wait. Wait a time out. Time right. out. Now, I, what are you doing? Why is no, there a camera no, set chill. up? No, it's no chill. You All said right. we have pizza. Right why are you Why are you giving me my cue space? Yeah, right there. What is this about? Gotcha. There's, uh, so there's no pizza. No, I literally no didn't. Pizza. I literally didn't eat before I came here because you said come through. We're having pizza. 
What are you doing? What's this about? Why are you standing in front of the... No, I don't... What's... You know, this seems awfully predictable. Predictable? Yeah, yeah. Predictable. You said I'm predictable. Yeah, it's, this this seems awfully familiar. Dude, who are you talking to? I just, no, see, see. Every time you do this, we, we stand in this awkward white space, and we stand in front of the camera. You, you lured me over here saying it was supposed to be pizza, and, and usually when this happens, you make some sort of announcement about something that I usually have no idea about. Yo, chill. Chill. Got okay. This. All right. Sure. That's Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our new show coming up called Wrestling Realm Now. What is Wrestling Realm Now? It's a brand new show in a podcast format where you get myself and the real Dwayne Allen each and every week. Yes, we're coming back each and every week. And I promise you, we're going to talk about what's going on now, what's going on, maybe bring up some of your favorite moments. Anything you want to talk about, make sure you tweet us at Wrestling Realm. Cool. Got it. You literally did what I said you were going to do. No, I didn't. No, that's exactly what you did. You literally, you literally, you literally came here and you make. What is wrestling around now? And when, when was you going to tell me about it? Uh, you knew about it. I told you about it. Case closed. No, I don't. Doesn't. No. See, that's and, and another thing. Can you stop walking off the set without saying cut or something like that? Because that's rude. You, you're really rude, though. That's really rude. You, I just. Okay. All right. Okay. Back to this again. So you're going to keep cut. Can you not cut the power off like that while I'm talking? It really hurts my feelings. No, seriously, bro. Everybody care about your feelings. We talked about it. That's, not cool. That's not cool, though. Like, we talked about it. We better than that, though. All you have to do is say cut. That's all. It's, it's cut and we gone. Houston, we have a problem. Yes! And that's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly how it happened. That's exactly that's exactly how it happened. You lied. You lied over pizza. That's a sacred food. You tricked me in, in the doing work. Not what I intended to do. I got tricked, everybody. Get you back somehow. I had to get Not you back to the show. I got tricked, everybody. Yeah, well, we're here now, so it is what it is. So. All right, all right. So before we get out here, you have announcements you want to make? <laughs> uh, yes. There are a ton of announcements, ton of big things to come as we continue to celebrate our ten-year anniversary in the game. I mean, it's it's uh, been getting a lot of compliments, man. A lot of comments, man. I was somebody. It's weird to hear somebody say that we paved the way for anything. Mm-hmm. So you know, thanks to everybody in your gracious comments. Hmm. I don't, I don't think it's weird. Uh, it's look, man. I'm not used to it, but yeah, it's we 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 we're gonna celebrate. Um, like I said before, we have an hour long sit down special where we're gonna chronicle, start to finish everything we've been through, the real reasons why a lot of things went down and why a lot of things didn't go down, a lot of things we dealt with, a lot of things we didn't deal with, a lot of people we stopped dealing with, all that good stuff, all that unnecessary drama we will be addressing in this one hour long special also we have a ton of new shows coming to you you said what you might need two hours <laughs> you think so is it that bad oh gosh we got to revisit that now a little over an hour we might end up doing two hours hey it's possible we, we're on this thing for almost like an hour and 35 minutes so you never <laughs> I mean, it, it, we might even break it in two parts 
We got a ton of new shows getting ready to come out. Uh, shit, did we did we release the names? Which one did we release? I don't want to spoil any of them. Uh, oh, which one? Which one did we show earlier? That was the. That was the what? flagship. Uh, that was the um, AEW revisited or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We we got a, we got a new we got a new show uh, about AEW where we come back after a period of time. We discuss our thoughts on that. We have a we have a lot of new content coming. So please stay tuned. Belts. You say what? We talk about belts. Oh yeah, we, we got real, real real royalty would do it. Wrestling belts, wrestling video games. We got we got a ton of content. Please stay tuned. Trust me, it's coming soon. We're working hard. We go through hell a lot of times every week to make sure that we're able to do this. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, my new show, Reels Reacts, is coming soon. It is coming soon. That's that's your cue, Brian, to hit the thing. When I say Reels Reacts is coming soon, you hit the thing and it just pops up. Was that even the right clip? Yeah. What did you? The, is that what I put in there? Yeah. How I, see none, I didn't see none of the graphics pop up. What is that about? I didn't see it either. <laughs> wow, that I don't. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> that, has no, that has none of the graphics on there. Okay, we got it. <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about. Technical difficulties, anyways. Computers it does, doesn't it? It's this <laughs> there's plenty to come. There's plenty of celebrating going on all year long. It's been a wild ride. It's about to get even wilder. It's been fun. Me and my brother having a blast doing this for 10 years. It just it doesn't seem to get old. And trust me, there's there's a there's plenty more to come. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Did I cover everything? I think that's yeah. it. So this is the part where I tell everybody, make sure they subscribe to the show. Make sure they follow us on all social media platforms. Uh, you know what? At this point, Google us. Google Wrestling Realm. Everything will come up. <laughs> do we do we pop up now when, we, when you Google? Yeah, if you spell it with a W, you dog going right. We do. Yes, we that's, that's called SEO. <laughs> Search engine uh, optimization. Yeah, if I, if I only knew how to crack that code, i tell you. Ah, it's a work in progress. Work in yeah, progress. Work in progress. Market, you can walk in any job and be like, boom, I know SEO. How much you and want? $300,000 a year. I need but it. Until, <laughs> until next time, folks, he's the real Dwayne Allen. I'm Brian H. Waters. We'll see you sometime either later this week or next week. Doing what we do. Talking wrestling. Peace. And as I, gaze, as I gaze into the camera, <laughs> as we go, as we leave, I gaze staringly. Is there only a word? Okay. That's time to go. Houston, we have a problem. Yes!